The Feeling Dangerous yeah. podcast here is brought to you by ExoGun. Ever do a workout and feel like you need a massage after? Well, get your massage without leaving the house. Don't let the pain and soreness slow you down. ExoGun revives muscles, boosts circulation, and releases energy so you can recover faster and live better. Take it wherever you need it, at work, the gym, the trail, and put the power of percussion massage treatment in your hands. It's portable, adjustable, and powerful. ExoGun is trusted by the pros to deliver the ultimate in recovery. Like we said before, you can even use it for percussion therapy. What is percussion therapy? Percussion therapy boosts muscle function and recovery by penetrating deep into the muscle tissue with a series of rapid, concentrated, pulsating strokes. Gain back control of your body and achieve long-term pain relief with ExoGun. Get 10% off with the code CGS10 at checkout. Comes with a charger and carrying case. Get your ExoGun today and treat yourself to a massage at a moment's notice. It's already November, and you know what that means. Turkey mashed potatoes, and stuffing, but most importantly, getting ready for those Black Friday deals. And don't wait, because our friends at Renewal by Anderson are having a month-long Black Friday sale. From now until November 29th, buy one, get one 40% off. All windows, patio, and entry doors. $50 off each unit with zero money down, zero monthly payments, zero interest for two whole years. That's a crazy good savings. Don't pass up on this deal. Get your Black Friday savings in early by calling Jack Scott today at 440-226-6 That's 440-226-6224. Again, this offer ends November 29th. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Your smile said it all down the stretch there. The fans chanting Baker Mayfield. By the way, on the road, no less. After everything that took place this week and the release of Odell Beckham Jr., what can you say about how this team was able to come out and put on a performance like this? I'm so proud of this group. Uh, I mean... Truly, this is an unbelievable group, and this was not about anybody else but this team. They're coming together and playing for each other, and we did just that. I mean, the defense lights out. That's a really good offense that they played against, and a bunch of turnovers. Uh, you know, we got to finish better in the red zone when they set us up for those touchdowns, but, uh, you know, we'll take a win. We just got to keep improving, but I am I'm so, so, so proud of this group being able to come together and focus on doing their job. A lot of talk coming into this game was how this offense might play a little freer. It looked that way to us. Did you feel that way? No, I, I, truly, I think it was just I've been talking about executing, and we did that. You know, we executed uh, for the most part. Obviously, like I said, we need to score in the red zone. We need sevens, not threes. So uh, we'll work on that. But I, I just thought our guys played for each other. And when it comes down to it, that'll take you a long, long way. How does this game, this win, set you guys up? for the rest of this season, especially coming in the AFC North? Yeah, I mean, that's a, that was a big game for us, to be honest with you. Uh, sitting at 4-4, four and four, playing a division opponent. I mean, it's a really tight division. It's a tough one. So that was important for us. We just got to keep improving, build on it one week at a time, and uh, we'll see where it takes us. Enjoy yeah. this one. I need it. Metro Boomin' wants some more. Because I got a really big team, and they need some really big rings. They need some really nice things. Better be coming with no strings. And welcome back to a live edition of the Feeling Dangerous podcast. This is another victory edition here on your Tuesday evening. I am Tyler Johnson, joined by a full crew this evening. Jack Robinson, Zach DeFranco, who refuses to be on camera until he has a better backdrop. And the producer, Peter Dab. Gentlemen, how are we doing on this victory edition? Good. Wyatt Teller Hive. Wyatt Teller Hive. (laughs) <laughs> I just love being exposed. How you guys doing tonight? <laughs> doing pretty good, man. Doing good. And like and like Jack said, Wyatt Teller, of course, uh, big news. A lot of news that came in today. That is one that we will get to later in the show. Of course, remember that the Feeling Dangerous podcast is proud to be a part of the Couch Guy Sports Network. Be sure to go to couchguysports.com for more Cleveland Browns coverage. And as always, this episode of the Feeling Dangerous podcast is brought to you by Jack Scott over at by Anderson. They have been Ohio's windy and patio door experts for over 117 years and earned the J.D. Power Award for customer satisfaction. Just to know the reason to call Jack today at 440-226-6224. That's 440-226-6224. But gentlemen, before we get into the show, I want to talk about just kind of our plan moving forward um, for the Feeling Dangerous team. We are going to try and attempt to go live more often with you guys, more fan interaction, and just overall being able to talk Browns as much as we can. So this evening we're going to recap the game. We're going to get into some other team news, go around the NFL kind of like we normally do. But the plan is as of right now, this Saturday night, we are going to go live once again with you guys. Not sure on the time yet, so stay tuned for that. 
to preview the Browns and Patriots live from Foxborough. So that is the plan, and um, hope you'll join us, and we look forward to interacting with you guys um, and talking Browns really as much as possible. And, gentlemen, the Browns bounced back in a big way. We finally got rid of the baggage that was Odell Beckham Jr., and we went out <laughs> and completely destroyed the Cincinnati Bengals, 41-16 to in Cincinnati. Baker Mayfield, 14 of 21, 218, two touchdowns, 132.2 QBR. I want to start there. Baker Mayfield looks like a completely different quarterback that Odell Beckham Jr. So, guys, tell me what you saw out of him on Sunday. It's incredible what you can do when your wide receivers run the routes they're supposed to run and are in the places where they're supposed to be. Uh, I mean, he just looked like he was in the perfect flow of the offense. He knew where everyone was. He was making the on-time passes. I mean, those the, just the dimes he was putting on, obviously, to Donovan Peoples-Jones twice. He had two great throws to him, great throws to Harrison Bryan, great throws to, to even just Nick Chubb getting up for 24 yards. I mean, he just looked totally in the zone. He did. He was super efficient, didn't really have to do too much. And that's really all you can really ask for in a game where we just came out and just absolutely destroyed the bungles. <laughs> the bungles. Love it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I mean, honestly going into this game uh, before the whole Odell Beckham Jr. Fiasco, me and Tyler were very doubtful just because our offense, like just looked last, lackadaisical and slow with Odell Beckham Jr. on the field, we kind of, I guess, got answers why that was the case. So after all that happened, you know, me and Tyler were a little more optimistic about Baker's performance in general. And he came out and he proved just right. Uh, I think he's back to being a more comfortable quarterback in a system where he can trust his wide receivers and it showed. Yeah, absolutely agree. And for the week, Baker Mayfield was the number one quarterback in PFF grade at an 89.8, highest in the NFL. Uh, for, for week nine, the Browns, See, of course. That, I'm sorry. That still that still confused me. That still that still confused me a little bit, just because Justin Herbert had an outstanding game. He did. I I need to do more research on how Pro Football Focus rates quarterbacks. I mean, either way, Baker Mayfield was efficient. He went out there and did his job. And I see a lot of um, just people talking about me. 14 of 21, only 218 yards and two touchdowns. This offense isn't meant to throw for. 300, 400 yards a game. That's just not what it's meant to do. Baker Mayfield does exactly what he's supposed to do in this offense. And Kevin Stefanski was brought here to win football games, not get Baker Mayfield big stats, not to get Odell Beckham Jr. when he was here, not to give him the ball every single time. Mm -hmm. The goal is to win football games. And that's exactly what he's doing. And I wanted to bring up this other stat uh, from Baker Mayfield stats this year. In 2021, he has a 66.7 um, completion percentage, almost 2,000 yards passing, eight touchdowns, three interceptions, and a 99.4 QBR. And it's kind of amazing that even before when Odell Beckham Jr. was here, we're still fans are still like, is this guy's a franchise quarterback? He doesn't have the huge numbers, but he's doing exactly what you want him to do. So, I mean, what, how do you guys feel about that? Is Like, do you guys all believe – I think this show did, but is does this show fans that Baker Mayfield is the franchise quarterback? Yeah. How he performs oh, at Beckham Jr.? It it, do, nah, it does. I mean, Sorry, go ahead. I mean, I, I'm just saying he's just our logo. You know, it's no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> there might be bias. We need but, yeah. to succeed. I, I mean, I think, I think Baker – when, when you think of the, the definition of a franchise quarterback, he's the guy who makes the offense work. He's the guy who runs the offense, the guy who can trust to, to make sure that your team is winning games. And what else has Baker done when Odell's not here, but do that. He does. He runs the offense very well. I'm not going to say he's doing anything crazy because he, he doesn't need to, because that's the way the offensive scheme works, but he does what he needs to do. We're winning games. And really what else can you ask for out of your franchise quarterback when he's not, you know, Aaron Rodgers or someone who's throwing like 5,000 yards a season. Yeah. Also not a hundred percent right now either. Yeah. He also has a torn labrum. (laughs) That's the crazy part too. And uh, Jake Burns, OBR film breakdown friend of the show pointed this out um, on his film breakdown. Baker Mayfield under pressure made just two huge throws. The one, actually there was three The David and Joku was one of them that touchdown, Mm -hmm. just nothing but anticipation, but the one to Donovan people's Jones near the end of the game and the 60 yard bomb he had, I mean, just stands in the pocket. He knows he's going to get killed and just delivers the ball. Anyway, that's the Baker Mayfield. That's the Baker Mayfield to me. We haven't seen all year. At least that's what it seemed like to me. And I mean, yeah. And I, and I was getting to the point where I wasn't sure if we were even going to see it. You know, I, I didn't know what we were going to do with Odell Beckham. I didn't know 
what was going on with the offense in general. So I was getting to the point where I was like, I mean, are we, is Baker going to be able to perform to the expectations that we had for him coming into the season because of that shoulder? Is the fancy going to kind of game plan around that? So yeah. it's really, really, really comfortable knowing that Stefanski doesn't see it as an issue. He knows a Baker with a hurt labrum is still our best chance to win and go on a run here. And I, I have a really good feeling about this. Yeah. And one more thing to add on what Jake Burns was saying. Um, I, I listen. You want to be sure to turn into the OBR uh, film breakdown podcast. He was saying also, and this isn't saying Baker Mayfield is this player, but what Baker Mayfield does best is anticipate his throws and timing. The one player that that resembles at a high rate is Drew Brees which makes sense. They're the same height. They, they do have a lot of the same ability. So I'm not saying that's who he is, and I'm, that's not saying that's who he's going to be, but that's one of the tools he possesses is something that Drew Brees really did well. Mm-hmm. And one what th- were you going to add there, Pete? Yeah, one, th- one, thing, one thing that's amazing about how this game went is it started – you know, it started on the defensive side of the ball with all, you know, with, I mean, with 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 all the with all the offense that we, you know, with all the offense that we put up. It started with Denzel Ward with an amazing play from Denzel Ward on the, on the defensive side of the ball. So let's let's not let's not lose sight of that. That you know, the defense really sparked uh, sparked us at the beginning, and and that was a heck of a way to start at Cincinnati. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. And I want to go back to a guy who looks like he was fine. He was 100%, and you could see it this week. He had that burst. And even Anthony Schwartz said he doesn't know if he could have caught him this week on his long touchdown run. That's Nick Chubb. 163 total yards, two touchdowns. Nick Chubb looks like he's back. There's some uh, bad news regarding Nick Chubb we'll get into a little bit later in the show. But, mm-hmm. gentlemen, I mean, safe to say Nick Chubb is back at 100%. Would you agree? I mean, he he. I I I think he's back in the running to uh, be the the league rushing leader this year. I mean, the, just the fact that he comes back after that kind of you know stinker game against the Steelers, and he he goes up against what was the number five, I think the number five rushing uh, defense in the in the Bengals coming into this game, and I mean he just torches them multiple times. Like, and obviously that that has to do with the fact that uh, our our offensive line is just incredible, and obviously a part of that comes back to Wyatt Teller. But the guy just finds holes he cuts he breaks i mean he's almost impossible to tackle in the open field so i mean he the guy is unstoppable and the fact that he got 163 yards uh total yards on what like 13 carries and one reception i mean the guy is is one of a kind he is Mm -hmm. he is and i mean like you mentioned he does have a good chance uh, of course bearing health health of course He's only 100 yards behind Jonathan Taylor. Derrick Henry still leads the league in rushing, but more than likely that's not going to last long. Jonathan Taylor second, 821 yards. Nick Chubb's at 721. So he is right there. I mean, if there's a year for him to get a rushing title, it's just this year. And, Zach, what do you have to say about Nick Chubb as well? No, yeah, I mean, going into that game, I, I really wanted to see him not go down at first contact because, you know, against the Steelers, it looked like, wow, like that's a Nick Chubb we're not used to seeing. He could, You could tell he wasn't 100%. Mm-hmm. So for him to come out and just have that burst again and, you know, that, that vision was back, the patience was back in his running game and the trusted offensive line, I will give a big shout-out to that offensive line because uh, Jake Burns' OBR film breakdown even pointed it out. They they just played like a unit on Sunday. They absolutely destroyed the Cincinnati front. Uh, Jed Wills, Wyatt Teller. Like, you, you could tell Wyatt Teller knew he got that contract extension. He was playing. <laughs> he was just playing lights out. Yeah, and, and to add off of what you mentioned about Jed Wills, he had his best game of the season. He graded out as his yeah. best game of the season, too. So if you're getting him back healthy, it's only going to be a huge boost for this team. And, of course, the passing game. For the first time this year, we connected on a deep ball, and that was to the man himself, Donovan Peoples-Jones, who I think we'll all agree at this point is wide receiver one. Two catches, 86 yards, yeah. and a touchdown. Only two catches, the probably the biggest two catches of the game. I mean, DPJ went out there and showed he's a number one wide receiver. So how do you guys feel about him going forward and um, overall his performance on Sunday? He's just, he's just an all around professional man. Like already I I just, I love the player and the person he is and what what we see on the field and off the field and just how he embodies, you know, just being part of a, of the team and the culture and not like, you know, with Odell, like we said, it was just a bunch of freelancing and not being in the right spot. He's one of those guys that Baker can trust, and you can just tell the the connection is going to be great for years to come. Yeah, and I mean, he just has great hands. He has great uh, fundamentals. 
to 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 open that one pass on the sideline, get hit in the head. They didn't even call anything, and he's still able to hold on to the ball. The fact that he's able to get that separation—I mean, he—he's such a good route runner already in his second year, and he's only going to keep getting better. I mean, I don't see how uh, the the people don't see that the future is Donovan Peoples Jones at the wide receiver position for the Browns. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he, I mean, he started the, I mean, he started the offense, you know, the offensive attack in a lot of ways. For the Browns, and it started out this way as um, as Baker Mayfield went 60 yards to Donovan Peoples-Jones. In the pocket, loads up, going long, Peoples-Jones is out there, he's got it, 10-5, touchdown! And there is the explosive play, they just exploded, 60 yards, one play! 60 yards to start it is not a bad way to start it, and, uh, and, and, and uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones just, you know, just, just open up just opening up the passing game uh, from the get-go, and you know, and 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 that's how you got to start it on the road. And I and I just and I just thought that you know Baker Baker looked like he knew exactly where he was going to go with the ball. He looked he looked in control. He looked he looked very comfortable, and um, and and he looked like he didn't have any um, any distractions at the wide receiver position. <clears throat> Yeah, I think it's obvious that Baker and DPJ have a lot of chemistry. We, we saw it a lot in training camp. We saw it a lot in preseason that those guys do definitely have chemistry. Uh, even in the, the Arizona Cardinals game, just they, they, they seem to have uh, each other's number in that regard. And uh, it actually probably worked well to open up the running lanes for Nick Chubb, you know, because when you take the top off like that, they start to have to respect the, the, the pass a lot more. And it probably just made Nick Chubb's life even easier than it already seemed to be. Mm-hmm. And the thing about this, and the thing about this offense, it, it thrives off the play action, and that's something that we really have been missing. And the thing about this offense also needs to be brought up: the leading receiver, as far as reception, like number of receptions, was Jarvis Landry with three. You had eight different guys who had a reception in this game, and Baker Mayfield only had 14 completions. Uh So, I mean, it's all about spreading the ball around. It's never going to be an offense. People need to understand this about football. Every offense is different. Look at San Francisco, too. I mean, they have a number of different talented receivers, but Kyle Shanahan, the offense they run, is very similar to what Kevin Stefanski is running here in Cleveland. There's not going to be a receiver that's just dominating the ball. That's just not what the offense is designed to do. If that guy's open all the time, they're going to get the ball. And in, in this case, for them, Debo Samuel has been that guy, and he's been getting the ball a good amount. But in Cleveland, it's not meant to support that number one wide receiver. And that was the issue, I believe, that Odell Beckham Jr. and the Browns, it was never going to work once the fans he got here because of the offense that we run overall. I mean, yeah. and, and so oh, – I'm sorry, Zach. No, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just trying to say, like, I do believe we could have a number one wide receiver. It's just it has to be a receiver that – one, we draft and develop. I truly believe that. I truly believe that Don Peoples Jones was one of those wide receivers. Schwartz is going to be one of those wide receivers. I don't know if we're necessarily going to be going after that big name wide receiver one who thinks he's going to come in here and get all these targets. Well, yeah, exactly. And and that's the thing, too, with the Browns offense. It can support like, – yeah, I agree with you. It can definitely support a wide receiver one. But what you have to do when you're talking to these prospects, when you're talking to these free agents – you're talking to them. You're going to have to be like, okay, you're going to come in here. This is the role you're going to play. Like you'll you'll be a good guy on this team. You'll get your you'll get some catches. You'll score a couple touchdowns. We're going to win games. You're not going to get 100 receptions and 1500 yards and 10 touchdowns a season. That's just not going to be your numbers. You're going to come in here, and this is the certain role we're going to need you to play. This offense requires really good route runners and then the mm-hmm. occasional deep threat, which is what Schwartz is, and he started getting involved a little bit more on Sunday. And I think, and I mentioned this on Twitter, I think he's going to possibly have a DPJ type of end to his season. He's going to be getting the ball a lot more in this offense, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But, but then also, like when you're going into the draft, you want guys who are good route runners and they're going to know their role right away. And, that's, yep. and, and, and like Zach and I talked about on Saturday – Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski don't trade for Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, I think that's fairly obvious that that they would not have made that move. Jack, what are your thoughts on that since obviously we weren't able to um, talk with you on Saturday? One, on if they would have made the trade for Odell Beckham Jr.? Yeah, do you agree with that? that Oh, yeah, no, I don't think think they would, uh, obviously because – they would have been giving up, you know, a lot of assets. They would have given up a, a what a pick, a safety, and a lineman. And I mean, I just don't think that they would want to, you know, invest that much money into the wide receiver core because they know that the wide receiver 
uh, court doesn't isn't imperative to the success of the offense. It's just the, the offense kind of dictates the success of the players as long as into the offensive scheme. So yeah, I, I mm-hmm. there's no way they would have made that trade. Yeah, yeah, and uh, switch, switching gears here, we do have to talk about the defense. Really good defensive performance. Uh, three turnovers. It was funny. I, I tweeted before the game. <laughs> I said it'd be nice if the defense could force one or two turnovers. And as soon as I said one, I said maybe we can get two. Oh, maybe we can get three. Oh, and it just kept happening. <laughs> so shout out to the defense for reading my Twitter five minutes before the game. Shout out, shout out Joe Woods. Shout out, shout out Joe Woods. No slander today. No <laughs> yeah, slander. Joe, Joe Woods gets no slander for a week. You heard it from Jack, who has been Joe Woods' biggest critic all season long. But Mark down the want- time. Mark down the time. 820. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mark down the time. 820 on Tuesday, November 9th, 2021. Yeah. Jack does not know anything to say to Joe Woods, any criticism. No, I do not. That's this, that's this week. So t- you'll have to tune in next week to see if that changes. But <laughs> Anthony Walker Jr. probably had his best game as a Cleveland Brown. 19 tackles and one – I mean, 14 tackles, my apologies, and one sack. The defense overall, though, Miles Garrett, a sack and a half. He now is at 12 for the season. And the Browns secondary, too. Denzel Ward, Greg Newsome, Greedy Williams before he got hurt, A.J. Green playing well, Troy Hill coming up with Troy two Hill. sacks, playing, <laughs> trying to – trying to beat my he actually had more sex than miles garrett there the entire secondary showed up john johnson with a pick so guys the secondary is healthy for the first time this year if this secondary because i think this is the big key here if the secondary can stay healthy the rest of the season given the teams that we have coming up is this a top 10 defense going forward i'll tell you what I think that this can be a top ten defense if Joe Woods continues to utilize his guys the way to best take away the the opposing offense's like best weapons. Because what we saw in this game was kind of a similar thing to what we saw the Jets do to the Bengals and that they use man to take away pl- players like Jamar Chase to make it harder for Joe Mixon to 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 run and get into open field to kind of force them to have to take checkdowns. And when you do that, you get Joe Burrow off with him. You let Denzel Ward, you know, get in there and maybe tip the ball up, get an interception. And when you when you let when you have a defense that can adjust and can do things uh, on the fly and maybe, you know, you know, Freak out someone like Joe Burrow, you can have a lot of success. And especially when you do things like blitz with your corners and you let Troy Hill get in there and kind of, you know, come up off the edge, you can have a lot of success. If Joe Woods wants to continue the success, he has to keep, uh, you know, looking at film, seeing what can he do, what can he take away, what can he change every week to make it so that his defense is in the best position to make plays and to, and to stop uh, the offenses that we go up against. And I think, yeah. and I think, and I think that defense in general is. Is a bend but not defense in general is a bend but not break business, right? I mean, I mean if I mean def, defense in the NFL is a lot is a lot about maybe get you know maybe giving up a lot of yards but giving up a lot of yards you know between the twenties and I think that and I think that the Browns defense showed that they could they could step up when they needed to step up and there, and there was no. And there was no better example of that than on the first drive of the game. Cincinnati drives all the way down. You know, Cincinnati drives all the way down the field. They're about to go in for a touchdown. And then Denzel Ward saves the day. Burrow takes the snap. Play action fake. Back in the pocket. Throws. Right sideline and picked off. They got it down the sideline. It's Denzel Ward. He's to the 35-40. He's to the 50. He's to the 40. 30. 20. 15. 10. 5. Touchdown. A pick six. Denzel Ward is back, and that and that got the Browns' defense started. Yeah, great call by Jim Donovan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jim Donovan had a bunch of great calls, but um, no, I was I was actually gonna feed off that Pete because that's that's that was perfect. Like Denzel Ward, that play because they drove right down the field, and then even after that, they were driving right down the field again. So our defense really proved that they can just step up in like key moments, clutch moments to get our offense back on the field, and it's just. Man, if this team can gel right now at the right time, I understand. Like, it's the AFC is a tough conference to make the playoffs right now. But you know, five and three, six and two, we, we could still be talking. Absolutely, and 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 real quick, I just have to say as as we're as we're live right now, I just want to say that uh, of course that audio courtesy of the University Hospitals Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Of course, uh, of course, got to give the audio courtesy. Of course, Jim Donovan on the University Hospitals Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Go ahead, guys. 
And uh, <laughs> with the defense overall, Denzel Ward stepped up. But, Zach, you guys, I know you remember it a lot because I've talked to you about it multiple times. John Johnson the third. it seems like once you call him out directly, he starts to play. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to keep yeah. that in mind. So maybe we just need to, if someone's not playing well, if we call them out, we're speaking it into existence. And then that they yeah. actually are hearing this Reverse podcast psychology, and they start right? playing well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some reverse jinxes. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. And Denzel Ward, he had an amazing game on on Sunday, no doubt about that. So that brings the question for Denzel Ward. Where are you guys at with him on a possible contract extension right now? Are you re-signing him? Are you waiting? What's the thought process there? You know, I, I, I know that he's good. I know that he's one of the best corners in the league. I think that that's something that no one can really debate. The real issue is is that we still need to know how durable is he, how available is he, because, of course, everyone knows the best ability is availability. And, mm-hmm. sure, he's he's played a lot of games, he, but he has missed a couple. Uh, and, obviously, in the past, he's missed long swaths of, of seasons due to, you know, hamstring injuries, especially soft tissue injuries. And I, I know that we all want to say – yeah, obviously you want us to just smash the extend, get him in, get him here long term because we know that he's going to be a key for this defense moving forward. But I know that Andrew Barry is probably going to try to maybe you know let his fifth year option go out off just to see, just make sure that he, this guy is going to be able to uh, play long term. And that's kind of how where I am too. I want to make sure that he's durable enough to last you know multiple seasons once we get him on that big money. Yeah, but I mean, he does he does still average around you know playing twelve games a season. So honestly, in the NFL, you know, especially now that it's a longer season, that's, that's not terrible. So I mean, yeah, it's he needs to be on the field more. But when he is healthy and he's on the field, he's I can even argue a top five cornerback in the NFL right oh, now. No, no, definitely a top five corner. Yeah. Oh, a ninety a ninety three point one uh, PFF grade on Sunday too. I mean, he was abs- he was absolutely elite. I, I think they are going to pay him, and they're going to – and I'm going to get into the details of the contract that Wyatt Teller signed uh, today because there are a lot of interesting details in that contract. They could structure it very similar as well with Denzel mm-hmm. Ward. So that's something yeah. to keep in mind. I, I think Denzel Ward will absolutely be back because when you have Denzel Ward on the field, Greg Newsom, Greedy Williams, A.J. Green, when you have – oh, and, and uh, Troy Hill, you have all those guys together, this is a top five mm, – top 10 secondary at least, possibly even top five. I mean, as long as Greg yeah. Newsom continues to develop as as his own cornerback one, which he really is. So I think they're absolutely going to extend Denzel Ward because right now he is a top 10 corner, I would say. And you have you can't just let those guys go. You have to find the deal. Of course, it's going to work for both, both parties, but there are always ways around that as far as vo- voidable years, um, front-loading or back-loading the contract. There's always a number of ways to do it. So I, I really think the Browns are going to look at extending Denzel Ward there. And before we move on to just more Browns news and going around the NFL, gentlemen, who is your window of opportunity player um, for this past game presented by Jack Scott, Renewal by Anderson? A lot of good choices this week. Uh, well, if, I, if I'm going to say anyone, it's I, I'm going to choose a defensive player just because Troy Hill just had a, a game, man. I mean, he what, we, <laughs> I mean, he had like three sacks. He he was breaking up passes. He was all over the field. I mean, the guy the guy just came out and absolutely balled. I know, obviously, like that the, he he wasn't the best. I wouldn't even say he was the best corner on the field because I mean, Greg Newsom and Denzel Ward both had incredible games. But Troy Hill, he just came out. He made huge impact plays every single uh like all throughout the game. That's why he. He's my uh, window of opportunity player of the week. This might be cheating, but can I go with uh, uh, Coach Stefanski? Or, or I've got, I've got a player too. But, but it's got to be, it's got to be, a, it's got to be, be a player. Yeah, it's got to be a player, Pete. It's not like a manager in baseball where he gets a jersey and everything. <laughs> we can give him consideration, but he's not. Yeah, we're not like. All right. Yeah, we, we got to pick a player. All right, all right, all right. Then, then. Then I then I know then I know this, this then I know this is going to be easy you know because it's easy to go with the quarterback but I mean this week I mean but this week think about every uncomfortable situation that Baker Mayfield was was put in this week every single distraction that Baker Mayfield had over the last week and yet he and and yet he and yet he went out there and did not allow those distractions to influence um you know to to 
uh, to negatively influence his play at quarterback. In fact, he played exceptionally well, as you pointed out, with his quarterback rating. So I'm going with Baker Mayfield. And when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. And, and and that's probably honestly where I would have where I would have gone, but that's yeah, that's okay. I have there are so many options that I have a really good one too. I I'm going to give it to Greg Newsom. Five tackles, uh, all, all solo tackles, I might add, and two pass deflections. I, I mean, Greg Newsom absolutely did an amazing job on Jamar Chase when he was on him. It had just an overall amazing game. I'd make the argument Denzel Ward's really good. I think Greg Newsom's going to be better than Denzel Ward, and the Browns are going to have. They have close to one top five corner now. They might have another top five corner in Greg Newsom in the next year or two. Yeah, I mean so, Greg Newsom. Yeah. He he had that great play, uh, like on that 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 fourth down play near the end of the near the end of the game where Joe Burrow like loaded up, chucked it to T Higgins, and T Higgins had it in his hands, and he just like whipped it, whipped T Higgins away from the ball, and 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 you know got us that fourth down stop. So I mean he he that guy can play. Oh, he has, and T. Higgins had three inches on him too. Yeah, yeah. And Greg Newsom yeah. still made the play. I mean, so for me, it's Greg Newsom. Yeah. See, my first choice was Troy Hill. My second choice was Greg Newsom. My third choice was Baker Mayfield. So, like I yeah, said, though, thanks, man, thanks for making it easy on me this week. No, yeah, options. but I, I understand that. But I'm, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go outside the box here. I'm gonna go the entire Brown secondary because you guys want to take everything. Oh from my me. gosh! Oh, the entire Brown secondary. One player. No, nope, oh, yeah. nope. The entire Brown secondary is. You know what? Pete, Pete, Pete chooses. Up. Pete chose Kevin. I'm gonna choose Joe Woods. Now, you, now you have to figure it out. Because I have, uh, I have the defense. Bill Callahan, then. Okay, okay, fine. You're good. No, no, that's perfect. That works too. Actually, there, there we go. There we go. Wyatt Teller. Wyatt Teller would be. There my you go. There you go. Player. Man, I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad you. I'm just glad you picked a player. I mean, you won't be on camera, <laughs> so people don't know. <laughs> people don't know if you're an alien or an actual human being. And now, if hey. at least you picked the player. I got to give you credit. CEO of IHOP. <laughs> Wyatt Teller. <laughs> yep. And that leads us into our next transition. It's the big news of the day. Well, the first good news, at least for the day, the Browns re-sign guard Wyatt Teller. It is a four-year contract, $58 million, $28 million guaranteed. It is sixth in total money and second in guaranteed money. Before we break that down a little bit more, I want to read off some, some good numbers here about his contract too. Um, with Wyatt Teller, that contract that um, he signed today, you can get out of that after two years. So essentially it's a two-year contract that he signed. Mm. So that's that's oh, something wow. to keep in mind there. Andrew Barry is structuring these deals to have the ultimate flexibility to mm. be able to do whatever he needs to do, add whoever he wants to add. But So essentially what it is is a two-year contract, essentially. So just keep that in mind. That's actually a really – really favorable deal, even though it looks like the money is kind of high. I mean, it is. The Browns also paid him before uh, Quentin Nelson, guard for the Colts, got his contract extension. So yeah. something else there to keep in mind. I mean, Andrew Barry's out here. Let, like I said, Andrew Barry's playing chess while the rest of the NFL is playing checkers. So how do you guys feel about the Wyatt, Wyatt Teller contract extension? What, was, that, was anyone else su- like super shocked by this? Like. Well, I knew I, I had a feeling it was coming just just because I knew that they were likely going before the end of the season. No, I had no idea that it was going yeah, to come yeah, yeah. after yeah. Well, like one of his best games. Uh, I know. As then, Brown. I mean, I didn't yeah, think it was that, that Andrew Barry was going to be that direct with it. But I mean, that I, I, little Goldberg <laughs> ear block he had. Yeah. Was his, we give him a give him a blank about check. It. We talked about it on the show many times. Though. There's going to be a lot of tough decisions regarding contract extensions. Mm-hmm. They're starting to all settle, like all sort themselves out. You got rid of Odell Beckham Jr., mm-hmm. so essentially that's going to save you fifteen million dollars. That's yeah. money for Wyatt Teller right there. Jarvis Landry's a whole other conversation. If you let him go too, that's another fourteen. So just taking mm-hmm. that in consideration, what once they got rid of OBJ, this was a lot more realistic for me because. I talked at the beginning of the season. I thought right now Wyatt Teller was the odd man out. Just based yeah. off it's a because guard is not one of those positions you want to highly invest in. Mm-hmm. But for the Browns, you want to keep this offensive line together as long as you can. Mm-hmm. Except yeah. for the except for possibly JT JC Treader. That's another conversation for later. But so for me, it was a lot more realistic after that. Once OBJ was gone, more money was freed up. So mm-hmm. Zach, what do you think? No, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Once we released OBJ, I knew like, okay, there's possibly Treader's money 
you know, Treader or Ward, whatever one they decided to do first. I'm happy we're keeping Teller. this offensive line. Oh, yeah, my bad, my bad. <laughs> so good, I'm, dude. I'm, I'm, happy, I'm happy we're keeping this offensive line intact, though. It's just it, it's key for this offense that we run with Stefanski in our running game and in general to keep Baker protected. So it's yeah. it's key to have a good offensive line. Look at Patrick Mahomes right now. That dude is rattled that he, he does not have a good offensive line in front of him and – that's what happens when you give your quarterback fifty million dollars a year. Yeah. Well, and leading the NFL in interceptions because well, yeah, he just, he's just trying to take the hail mary shot every time to make a big play. Is well, it Joe now, Burrow leading yeah. interceptions now? Uh, Joe Burrow might be Mahomes. Would be yeah, I think he is. but I mean, I either way, it's close. Yeah. Crazy. What's amazing? What's amazing though, off of that too, no one talks about Joe Burrow leading the NFL in interceptions. Not, I'm serious. Not a single person ever talks about that. No, no one's really even talking about Mahomes other than they feel bad for him. Like, yeah, yeah. You and know that, what I mean? It's just it's a whole narrative change. Like, I don't know why all the hate goes straight towards Baker, but I mean. well, th- well, that's the that's the thing. So Baker Mayfield led the NFL in interceptions. The world would be over. Oh, but yeah. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, or Pat Mahomes. Now, okay, Pat Mahomes has a Super Bowl, but Joe Burrow does it, and it's not. No one even speaks a word of it. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like getting back onto Wyatt, I I think that really a lot of it also comes down to we we talked a bit when Nick Chubb got extended that this is kind of almost like a locker room move or like a, uh, a like rewarding somebody who's who's like a great uh, player on the locker room, great, great player for the for the team. And I mean, what what has Wyatt really been other than just a, a, an absolute professional? I mean, we got him for a fifth and a sixth round pick. No one really even really thought that he was going to be anything particularly special. I mean, he was kind of just like a, a secondary thing that John Dorsey did when uh, it, it, uh, on the back of, you know, getting Odell Beckham Jr. and a bunch of other assets. And all of a sudden he's turned into our, one of the best guards in the, in the league. I think the second behind Quentin Nelson. And I mean, you reward that kind of pro- pro- progression, that kind of talent. And I mean, I think that this is just great for, for, Wyatt, this is great for uh, the the Browns. It's great for the locker room. I think everyone knows, sees now that if you play well, if you do your job, and if you are somebody who you know everyone in the locker room can kind of look to and respect, that you will you mm-hmm. know be handsomely rewarded. Yeah. It was great too that what this sent OBJ wasn't buying into the culture, wasn't buying into the team philosophy. They cut him and show you work your tail off and you do what you're supposed to do. We're going to pay you. That's exactly the yeah. culture you want to set, and that's why it's awesome he got this extension. But I, I can't stress this enough. Andrew Barry extending him before the Colts extending Quentin Nelson is absolutely huge. Because I talked about um, on my Twitter this morning on my Twitter this morning, Wyatt Teller would if Quentin Nelson gets extended, he would want more money probably than Quentin Nelson, which is a problem. And then it becomes highly unlikely that he's back with the Browns. But this way, um, you don't have to worry about that. And by the way, if you want to, if you want to follow us as well on Twitter, our um, twitters are on our uh, name tags as well. So feel free to follow us on Twitter if you want more Browns content. But I, I love overall just the idea of getting him extended. And I think I'm curious to hear in the next couple of days if we, or even the next couple of weeks, if Quentin Nelson gets extended, because that means Andrew Barry had was hearing something and he got the deal done. Uh-huh. And by the way, let me just say that I am not on Twitter. I do not really have an active Twitter account, but uh, but you can find me on Facebook. It's just uh, Peter Nab K N A B on the last name. Awesome, awesome. Ever feel unable to focus, tired, and just low on energy? We understand that feeling. We understand it so well that the Feeling Dangerous podcast and Couch Guy Sports Network is happy to be sponsored by our friends over at Shocked Energy. Shocked Energy is a drink made by gamers for gamers. All their flavors compact with 100 milligrams of caffeine to ensure that no matter what you're doing, your focus will always be razor sharp to keep you performing at the top of your game. Their formulas are designed to give you high energy boosts when you need it most while avoiding the jitters after too much caffeine consumption. Head over to www.shockedenergy.com and use the promo code CGSN, that's CGSN, today for 10% off your entire order. Check out their green apple flavored box or even their watermelon flavored box. And don't worry, they ship worldwide. That's right, worldwide. Get your Shocked Energy today and let us help you gain your focus and energy back. So the next question, gentlemen, and we're going to talk about that. I promise you we'll probably talk about this 50 more times, and that's probably at a minimum. The next Browns player to get a contract extension will be Denzel Ward, David Njoku, 
or Baker Mayfield? And before I and before you guys answer that question, did put this poll on our Twitter page. You can find this at FD Podcast CLE on Twitter. So I posted this poll earlier because I was curious on what fans thought about this. Right now, with 225 votes in, David Njoku is at 32%, Baker Mayfield at 35%, and Denzel Ward at 33%. Really close poll. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. (laughs) Pretty pretty close poll there. So if you haven't voted already, go to our Twitter page and vote on who you think will get the next contract extension from the Browns. So guys, who do you think you'll I am be? really curious. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I am really curious. I honestly I have no clue. I, I honestly just think though that potentially Baker is the last extension. I know it sounds crazy, but I mean it might even be another role of like leadership too out of Baker. Get your guys paid first, you know, build a team around you and then because obviously Baker's going to be the hardest deal for A B to work on, in my opinion. So Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of thinking I agree a lot with what Zach just said in that I think that uh, Baker and Denzel are going to be the last people to get an extension just because they have their fifth year option. Uh, They, they can kind of wait a little bit. Obviously, you know, we can maybe even Andrew Barry can try to use the franchise tag, although I would say not to do that. But again, we, they they at least have another year where Andrew Barry can try to work out the cap situation. David Njoku though, he can really start to look for teams you know, starting this off season, I mean, he, he really, we really need to start thinking about getting him mm-hmm. signed long-term because I think he really is going to be yeah. our long-term the, the answer thing, at tight end. 100%. The, th- the thing that worries me, the thing that worries me about Najoku is I think a team will be willing to overpay for him in the off season because a lot of teams need tight ends going into next season. Absolutely. So that, that worries me, but I mean, I think AB, he just, he just, he plays chess with these, with people. So we'll see. We'll see. Keep in mind though, Zach, he did switch agents from Drew Rosenhaus because Rosenhaus was the one that was trying to get him out of Cleveland. No, when when he did that, when he did that, I felt like he bought in again to the culture. So Uh, I I, I definitely want to see. I think the Jokers are tight end one. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. I think the Jokers are tight end one. I'm just saying, I mean, same with Wyatt Teller. He probably could have tested the market and got more if he waited. Mm -hmm. So exactly. I, I agree with you guys, though. Baker Mayfield will be the last extension, but I firmly believe that's done in the offseason. I think Denzel Ward and Baker get done in the offseason because Baker Mayfield, if he has the season, we believe he's going to have the second half of the year. And there's no, and at this point, I have to believe that's what's going to happen because you just see the the data without Odell Beckham Jr. just speaks for itself. He has that season. He's, he's starting at $40 million a year. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, so, and you can structure that too again to backload it when the cap goes off, cap goes up. So something to keep in mind there too. And I think David and Joku is going to be the first one done. It, it makes them. It, to me, it just makes the most sense. And I want to credit Jack Duffin. Uh, we had him on the show. He he does a lot of work for um, over over the cap, um, which is salary cap numbers, but also he is host of um, the Paul Brown. Um, UK Browns podcast. He was talking about Austin Hooper's interest in this offseason. He has been paid, and this is why I think David and Joku gets done, and they possibly move on from Austin Hooper, which we will get into Austin Hooper more. But I do want to read what he said on Twitter. He is, and you follow him at Jack Duffin. He has been paid twenty three million dollars of cash so far, but only eleven point seven five million that's counted on twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one due to the backloading techniques the team used. So option A is you can cut Austin Hooper this offseason. The team still has to account for 11.25 of the signing option bonus. But by (laughs) doing a post-June 1st cut, they can split this across two years. 2022, your dead cap hit would be $3.75 million. In 2023, your dead cap is $7.5 million. B, you can keep Austin Hooper for 2022. To keep him for another year, though, you'd be paying him $9.5 million of non-guaranteed base salary which would make his salary cap hit $13.25 million in 2022. And he would still be due 7.5 in 2023 of dead cap if you decide to cut him then. So for me, after and when I saw that this morning, I thought, okay, I think David Njoku is going to get that extension. They're going to move on from Austin Hooper. They're going to draft the tight end because this is a very solid tight end class coming in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, I, I think – Harrison Bryant still has a very big chance of being a stud in the NFL. So he will be. He he has he just has heart in general. Even if it's a run play where he's just a lead blocker, you know. Well, he's a great blocker. 
that's what I'm saying. He just has heart. That dude just wants to play football. So he, he does everything that you want, a, like a true just football mm-hmm. player to do. And he's your yeah. third tight end. He didn't even play mm-hmm. that much right now. And right I, mean, now. I, I don't. I don't think it's realistic. But I mean, obviously, you know, players like Jasicki from the Dolphins are going to be available as well. So I, I, I don't feel, think it's realistic. Though. Yeah, I. I mean, given the way he's playing, Miami's going to have to pay him. Yeah. I think they had to lock him in. <laughs> but but I, I for sure get your point there. And unfortunately, we have to transition to the part of the show. I, of course, we have to talk about because it's the big news of the day. Um, it's a rough situation for the team. But news came out today that Nick Chubb and Demetric Felton have joined John Kelly and Lawrence Cager on the COVID-19 list. So what this means, Nick Chubb and Demetric Felton, they are both vaccinated. So the Browns will need them to test negative twice 24 hours apart for them to be able to play on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Demetri- uh, Dearness Johnson, my apologies, is now currently the only healthy running back on the roster. The team did sign uh, free agent running back Brian Hill to the practice squad, so keep that in mind. But Dearness Johnson deemed a close contact. He does not have he has not have to be placed on the COVID list. He just has to undergo more testing, and he just has to be um, masked now all times in faci- facility. But the Browns, as a precaution – are going to go into all virtual um, tomorrow. Like all, all, um, all media presentations will be virtual and whatnot. They will still have practice, so that's not the Zoom. issue. But yeah. the Browns are taking um, the precautions there. So, guys, Demetric Felton, Nick Chubb, how do you guys feel about the running back room right now? Because essentially what you have, you have Dearness Johnson, assuming he doesn't test positive, and we're going to knock on some wood there. Um, they doesn't mm-hmm. test positive, but also you have you have um, Andy Janovich, and you could all you could call up Johnny Stanton too if you really wanted to go that route. So, how would you guys handle this situation? How do you feel about their chances of playing on Sunday? Well, I, I mean, obviously, there's there's still a chance that Nick Chubb and Demetri could come off of the COVID list if they do test negative. There, are, if this was happening maybe on Thursday or Friday, I would be a lot more concerned because then that would be like really going up to the wire. But there's still a chance that these guys could be cleared by you know Friday or Saturday, maybe get a little bit of practice time in before they they head off to uh, Foxborough. Um, but honestly, I'm not super concerned. Um, Obviously, you want Nick Chubb out there. I really wanted Nick Chubb out there for, you know, revenge game against uh, the Patriots after, you know, what happened the last time they met up. Um, but I'm not super concerned if, if we do not have him out there. I do not think that it is going to be a backbreaker for this team if the, if we do not have them out there. I still think the Ernest Johnson is a solid back. I think that uh, Andrew Barry will likely probably – and try to pick up somebody else in free agency outside of the guys that we've already talked about. Um, just, you know, just to test the waters, just to make sure that we have depth because you don't want just two, just one running back or two running backs on your roster. You're going to need more. Um, and, and I think that, that it won't be that big a deal. And, and obviously that there's still a chance that they can play on Sunday. Zach, before you jump in, uh, I'm going to ask you this question. Do you think Nick Chubb plays on Sunday? I, I do. I'm optimistic. You know, I, mm-hmm. it just needs two tests in 24 uh, – they say 24 hours, you need two tests or – It has to be two tests 24 hours apart. Apart. Okay, yeah. yeah. It makes well, it, I mean, it makes I, it more difficult, but when you're fully vaccinated, that's all you have to do. Yeah, so I I, I truly – I'm optimistic about it. Um, but that being said, this team has played a next man up mentality kind of all season so far, and Darnish Johnson has proven – that he can step up when need be. I know he's only been kind of getting garbage time reps apparently uh, on offense, but that's just because, I mean, come on, who's going to take away snaps from Nick Chubb? So mm-hmm. if Nick Chubb's not out there, I definitely believe in Dearness Johnson. I think he can be a running back one on another team after this season potentially. So, and plus you with his offensive line, I mean, I, I think you could, I honestly, I think Tyler, you off the street could go run for a hundred yards behind this offensive line. <laughs> hey man, believe it or not, I was a running back in fifth grade. And there, <laughs> there my stepdad, my stepdad has a video um, of me running for a seventy-yard touchdown. I was Christian McCaffrey before Christian McCaffrey knew he was Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> so let's just <laughs> let's just throw that out there. All right, uh, I we'll, might we'll send this over to AB. I might be I might be able to run a hundred yards. Uh, on this offensive line, which which is saying something, but anyway, <laughs> but but I mean, yeah, this this offensive this offensive line has done has done a lot of has done a, has helped a lot in terms of 
in terms of the running back, yeah, as far as this running back situation, I I I tend to think that they they will get uh two two negative uh tests for uh for Nick Chubb and I think Nick Chubb will play. Of course you never know with the with the um with the NFL um uh, with the NFL protocols and everything. Um, you know, obviously obviously Obviously, those have been in the news with with Green Bay and everything, but that's a di- but that's a different story. But but um, no, that's a way that's a way different story. Cause, yeah, but yeah, that, that's I'm, yeah. So, we're not. I'm not even going to get it. Yeah, we're yeah. not going to get into that yeah. situation. That's, but, that's a way different yeah, story. Sorry. I'm let Green Bay handle that one. Some <laughs> we're, names. Yeah, we're in a kind of a better situation here. Oh, we're in a way better situation, I'd say. And some names the Browns could explore adding at running back. Um, I posted these on my uh, t- Twitter earlier at T underscore Johnson underscore TJ, uh, Royce Freeman, carry on Johnson, Jay Ajay, Bryce love Todd Gurley are some names that you could possibly see if the Browns need a running back here um, for this week and possibly two weeks. People mentioned Todd Gurley. He does know the scheme very well, but like I've said, I don't know if Todd Gurley's a guy who wants to come back and play for a week and then possibly get cut or whatnot. That's the only mm-hmm. thing with Todd Gurley that I that personally I can't see because even though Le'Veon Bell took a practice squad role, I don't know if Todd Gurley de- like would accept that type of um, promotion. I I think he'd want to go to kind of like what Adrian Peterson did with the Titans, try and find a right situation there and yeah, jump I mean, into a team for half the season. Yeah, I mean Le'Veon he he went went on the practice squad knowing that they were likely going to put him on the active roster just because of their uh of the their depletion of their running back room. So I mean it's a completely different situation here where you know Nick Chubb he's likely if, if he somehow misses this week which I don't think he will, he will 100% be back next week. Uh Demetrius Felton will 100% back be back next week and heck even Kareem Hunt is going to probably be back next week. So I mean it's just I don't want to bring Kareem Hunt back unless he's a hundred percent. Well, I know, I know that. Well, that's, that's the thing. My, that's my issue too. That's, well, I'm just it's saying that, that a lot of people thought he could possibly come back this week because obviously he's mm-hmm. eligible to come off IR. But I don't think they're yeah. going to even activate him because they they don't even think it's worth it. So uh, again, yeah, he could, yeah, but there's a likelihood a point, that he though. could. And I'm just saying yeah. that in terms of you know Todd Gurley not wanting to be you know second fiddle, he would be fifth fiddle essentially if, if all those guys yeah. came back as expected. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And um, moving on here, like, like we do to really end out every show, going around the NFL, a lot happened in the NFL this week. Uh, I'm going to get to some NFL news. Uh, Prima Donna wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. has cleared waivers. He is officially an NFL free agent. Teams listed that are interested in him. Zach and I talked about on Saturday night, Seattle Seahawks. That's been reported. Seattle's definitely interested in him. Russell Wilson making a push to sign him. New England Patriots have reached out to his agent. Green Bay Packers are deemed his number one choice. New Orleans Saints have looked at him, and there was rumors of possibly trying to trade for him uh, before the deadline. So he has, of course, a list of suitors. Why anyone would want a prima donna wide receiver who just wants the ball all the time would be beyond me, but it is what it is. Um, as far as some other news around the NFL, of course, Wyatt Teller getting a big-time contract extension and a lot of just amazing games from this weekend in the NFL. First, I'll start off with Thursday night football. The Colts and the Jets, 45-30, to the Colts win that game. And the Broncos beat the Cowboys 30-16. to First off, guys, I don't know about you. That one surprised me. Dallas couldn't do a thing in that, that game. That, that, was, mean, that, was, that was an awful game. That was an awful believe, game. And that was in Dallas, too. Yeah. Oh, man. The NFL, you just never know what's going to happen in the NFL. In a battle of awful teams, the Dolphins beat the Texans 17-9. to that was a game. Huh? That was a game. I didn't. I didn't even know that was a game. I saw that. I saw. I just. I just thought that was like a Madden simulation. They just were like, "Oh, random score." There it is. Hey, it pretty much was a random score because both teams combined for nine turnovers. <laughs> so that pretty much is a simulation there. The Falcons surprising the Saints twenty-seven to twenty-five, and that's interesting because obviously New Orleans losing that game, but Alvin Kamara it looks like is battling some injuries. Where he could possibly miss this week, so something to keep an eye on there. The Giants uh, beat the law. I, I know, man. I have him on my fantasy, my fantasy team. team, Tyler. My fantasy <laughs> team, guys. I had Derrick Henry on my fantasy team. Please do not speak. Guys, I, th- I started. Off, I I'm sorry, Jack. I, 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 <laughs> I uh, I started off five and zero. Oh, I am now sitting at six and three. Okay, but again, you're six and three, dude. I'm four and five, five in like every still. single five. league. You'll I'm be in. fine. 
I'm four and five, okay. man. DJ Moore, the last time I had a losing gone. record. DJ Moore, DJ Moore doesn't have a quarterback. Alvin Kamara, come on, man. You guys don't. Hey, I bet it. you PJ Walker's Patrick better Mahomes. quarterback than Sam Darnold. Well, I mean, can anyone be as bad as yeah. Sam Darnold? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. <laughs> the, Gi- the Giants beat the Las Vegas Raiders twenty-three to sixteen. That was the Raiders' first game without uh, wide receiver Henry Ruggs. Of course, uh, tragic story there. Uh, the Patriots mm. beat the Panthers to move to five and four, setting up an amazing showdown next weekend in Fer- Foxborough. They beat the Panthers twenty-four to six. The Bill. <laughs> this makes me laugh every time I see this. Is it. a nice Irvin, score right here. I Irvin, love this score. Irvin, of course you do. Irvin <laughs> Meyer gets his second win of the season, and I, I, I still can't believe this. They beat the Buffalo Bills nine to six. Josh Allen looks awful, and the other Josh Allen. Dominated that game. Yeah, incredible. That was like the first. Yeah, you know that was like the first time NFL history a player with the same name sacked a quarterback with the same name. You know, I mean, Josh Allen sacked Josh. Wow, Allen. that was the first time I've heard that, Zach. Thank you so much for this. Oh, <laughs> I only saw it on I only saw it on Twitter about thirty times. <laughs> Breaking. Oh, I just let you guys know. I should have had. I appreciate yeah. it because honestly, I probably would have forgotten if you didn't tell me. I should have had. I should have oh, had. Mind you, I should have. I was, trying, I was. I was actually being a sarcastic. I should have had it. I should have had a sarcastic breaking news sound already, but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's all right. We don't need Ron Ron Burgundy today. <laughs> and uh, other scores from around the league: the Ravens, of course, uh, come back to beat the Vikings in overtime, thirty four thirty one. Minnesota's just useless ever since Kevin Stefanski left. The Chargers beat the Eagles 27 to 24 to get back on the winning track there. The Chiefs beat the Packers 13 to 7. Obviously, Jordan Love isn't cut out to be an NFL quarterback, and the Packers can't win a game without Aaron Rodgers. The Cardinals destroyed the 49ers without <laughs> without Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins 31 to 17. On Sunday night football, the Titans beat the Rams. This game surprised me 28 to 16, even though the Titans are without one of the best players in the NFL, Derrick Henry, for possibly this season. And to round it out, Pittsburgh can do whatever they want without getting penalized. They beat the Bears 29-27. to But oh. Bears fans should be optimistic. Once they get Matt, rid of Matt Nagy, it looks like Justin Fields will be a franchise quarterback. Yeah, I mean, the referees were wearing Steelers jerseys uh, yeah, last night. It's not even that. It's not even that. Like that, that should literally be investigated by the NFL. Yeah, hip check by that ref at the end of the game. Like mm-hmm. he he said he called the flag because he walked towards the Steelers bench. But I mean, know, let's let's be honest. After he ran, he hip checked him. He then he threw the flag. This should be the 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 case in point that every single you know team should be saying we need you know regulation of the referees. There needs to be some actual. Uh, penalties for, for, for these calls. Well, because, I, think, I think the NFLPA came out today and said that they want to review these taunting calls. So, Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, mean these terrible. these taunting, these new taunting rules are just ridiculous. I mean, why did yeah. he, it's funny because he, he called it a taunt, but he didn't even call it until the dude walked past him. Like, as if that, like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's so, there's, and obviously there's the whole controversy with uh, roughing the passer, not being called on, on uh, Justin Fields or being called on McBen. I mean, had, it's it's just strange how the rules don't seem to apply evenly to each team. You had to give the referee time to take a phone call from Vegas. I mean, come on now. Of course. It's, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And um, before, remember, we are going to be going live. The plane is going live Saturday night to preview the Browns and Patriots. It's going to be a great game. New England 5-4, and four, Cleveland 5-4. and four. The AFC as a whole has 10 teams within a game of each other. In the yeah, AFC, so it's completely we, we, wide open. We need to point that out before we head out here, that the Browns' remaining schedule is against all of these teams in the AFC that are, have playoff hopes still. So it's and going to be the only one Detroit, Detroit Lions. Lions. <laughs> but, hey, okay, 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 yeah. They still play like, hard. Win. They still play hard, though, and knowing just how the Browns play, that's going to stress us out anyway. Oh, yeah. You, you already know. I don't want to get my kneecap bitten off, that's all. No, of course, of course. <laughs> I love and Matt Campbell. I, I we're, we're gonna. We're, oh, yeah. I'm not gonna read them in order, but yeah, we still have to play Las Vegas, Pittsburgh again, Cincinnati again, Baltimore twice, and it's just gonna be a really tough end of the season here. And Cincinnati, of course, again. So, really tough schedule to end the year. Remember, you guys can follow us all on Twitter. I'm at t underscore Johnson underscore TJ. You can follow Jack at um, vlef underscore and Zach 
at Zach Noah 52. He does have a face, believe it or not. One day you mm. might actually see it. And you, follow, <laughs> and you can follow the producer, Peter Nab on Facebook, just at Peter Nab. Be sure to follow um, the show on um, all your social media platforms. We are available at FD Podcast CLE. That's on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Be sure to give us a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Of course, we appreciate you guys listening um, every single week. We put in a lot of time and effort into these shows and go- going live, too, just a lot more time. So we appreciate everyone that tunes into the show each week. It's also available on iHeartRadio as well if you want to stream the show there. Remember, we are also part of the Couch Guy Sports Network. Be sure to check them out for even more Cleveland Browns content weekly. That is out. That is at Couch Guy Sports And remember, if you need the best replacement windows, call Jack Scott Renewal by Anderson. They've been Ohio's replacement window experts for over 117 years. Call Jack today for free consultation at 440-226-6224. That's 440-226-6224. Remember, we are going to, at this time, be live Saturday night previewing the Cleveland Browns and New England Patriots. And we are the Feeling Dangerous Podcast. Talk to you all soon. Thank you for tuning in. Audio courtesies, Baker Mayfield interview, courtesy of CBS Sports, and all Cleveland Browns highlights that appeared in this episode appear courtesy of the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns radio network. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous.